Hey, Bob here, and welcome back to the Your Virtual Upline Podcast, where we give network marketers the mindset, strategies, and skills that you need to build the business and life of your dreams. Hey, Bob here. Welcome back to the show, episode 308. Today, we're going to be doing a transformational selling edition of Ask Bob. We haven't done one of these episodes in a little while. But this is where I answer your questions about the things that we teach here on the podcast. So we've got three questions that we're going to be answering today. I got these questions from two different places, one from a review that one of you left on the podcast. And and I want to strongly encourage you, if you haven't done that yet, please uh, leave a review and, and let me know what your question is. I'd love to be able to pull more of your questions here to drive the topics that we're discussing. And then the other two of the questions actually came from our Love, Serve, Grow private Facebook group for our new program. And here are the three questions that I'm going to be talking about today. Number one, how do third-party tools fit into the transformational selling system? This is uh, something that is very commonly taught and accepted. You have to use third-party tools. I know not everybody does, and you may not even know what a third-party tool is, but I'm going to explain to you exactly what it is, and I'm going to actually make kind of a different argument that third-party tools may actually be hurting your business more than helping it, so just stay with me on that one. The second question is related to the I help statement, so if you have not heard me talk about this yet, your I help statement is the most important tool that you have in the transformational selling system. But a question that we get often is when do we actually share it? So like when and how do we share it? So I'll talk to you about that. And then the third question, this is one I get all the time. What should our DMO be for our business? So DMO stands for daily method of operation. So many times I'll have a client of ours that will basically just say, hey, Bob, just tell me what to do. Tell me what to do. Tell me how many times to do it, right? This is the the DMO mentality, very popular. Lots of leaders, lots of uh, trainers in this space will give you this predetermined set of actions that you need to take. They'll tell you, you got to do it this many times to be successful. And I'm telling you, that is completely false. DMOs, by the definition that I just gave you, are very transactional. So I'll explain to you. I'll talk a little bit more about that. But those are the questions we're going to answer. Looking forward to this. We've got some really good discussions we're going to be having today. Before I get into answering those questions, though, I just want to take a moment to recognize one of our students of the week. This week, it comes from our Love, Serve, Grow program. And I love this. I love this message that I got from one of our students, Emily. She messaged me just this week. She said, I'm super proud of myself. I always apologize for being me and holding people accountable but I was able to send a difficult voice memo confidently with my WAM group because they were sharing limiting beliefs in the group about starting the WAM, and the process of slowing down has really helped me become more confident. I am so happy that I volunteered to be a group leader. I like When I got this message to me, this was so important and so meaningful, and, and if you don't know what Emily's referring to, one of the big things that we're doing inside of our Love Surf Grow program is we're actually matching our, our clients up in 
accountability groups based off of kind of their business size and their availability. But one of the things that we ask is if you want to be a a WAM leader. And a, a WAM is a weekly accountability meeting. It's a super specific way that we teach running accountability sessions. But we literally just started them this week. And people are already seeing the impact that this is making on their business. And I look at somebody like Emily. She may or may not ever have put herself in a position to be Uh, looked at as a leader of a group like that. But because she had the courage to raise her hand and try, look at the growth that she's already starting to see. And the reason why I I say this is like an important thing to me, because I am so excited to see what this is going to do for all of our clients in Love, Serve, Grow, because I know what being a part of a WAM can do for you. And what we're going to do is we're going to actually put each of the people in a position where they facilitate and lead and run WAM. So it's going to not only be this tool that we've designed to help you stay more consistent and actually follow through and implement what you're learning, which is quite often the problem, isn't it? With courses and memberships, we buy it, we do nothing with it because there's no accountability. Well, this is going to make it almost impossible for you to not do what we're teaching, But it's also going to be a tool to help each of the members grow in their own confidence and leadership ability. So can't wait to see that. But Emily, thank you so much for sharing that message. It really kind of just warmed my heart to see that. And, uh, you know, thanks to all of you that are participating in that program. So, all right, well, let's transition into our questions for today. So the first question that I want to answer is how do third-party tools fit into the transformational selling system. So for those of you that are not aware of what a third-party tool is, it is very commonly taught. We teach this ourselves, and I talked about this for many, many years in my business. I learned this early on, that one of the things that we have to learn how to do is instead of us personally being the one explaining all the details of our products and or business, we have to learn how to start to use tools. Think So a third-party tool, is it's pretty easy. Think of it as anything or anybody but you. So a tool, a third-party tool could be a video that your company created or maybe someone in your team has created that talks about the products and or business. It could be a product sample, could be a website, could be a Facebook group, could be a brochure, uh, uh, could be a recorded call. I mean, there's any number of ways that you could create a tool. And so the idea behind a third-party tool is this, is it takes the explaining part out of the new consultant's hands. Because that's where we run into problems, right? Like when a new person, they, they're excited and they just want people to know and they start giving the, essentially they start presenting the details of something that they don't even really fully understand yet. And what winds up happening is they wind up just kind of talking people out of being interested. And we can sell products that way, but recruiting becomes really difficult. The reason why is because the person you're talking to, when you're talking to them, they're literally answering the question in their head, can I or would I want to do this? Like their perception of doing your business is what you're doing for them right there in that conversation. And if you're like, you know, the the, the analogy that our, one of my early mentors used to say, and it always just stuck with me. He was like, don't verbally vomit over people, right? And I was like, yeah, I get that because I was doing that, right? But it, we don't do it. We just don't because we're excited. But there's like a direct correlation to how much you present the details and the information of your products and or business and how likely that other person is to actually say, yes, I think I can do this because it doesn't seem simple. So third-party tools, important. A lot of you use them. If you're not, it's something you should consider. But here's the problem. Because there's been such an emphasis on tools, 
I really believe that people have become overly reliant on them, right? Because what I here's what we and I was guilty of this. I would just tell people just press play. Just share the product. Let the video do the work for you. Let the product do the work for you, right? I, I would say that to my team with good intentions, right? And it's not the worst advice, but it's not the best either. Because what it does is it creates this kind of expectation that all I have to do is just give the tool to somebody. It will do the work for me. They'll come to me ready with credit card in hand, ready to buy or sign up. And I think most of you that are using third-party tools, you've figured out that's not what happens, right? The tool just gives them a little snippet of what you're doing. But here's the thing. A lot of you, you've been taught this. You've also been conditioned to hustle harder. You're going through the numbers and you just believe, man, if I can just get enough people to watch that video, if I can just get enough people to try that product sample, that just magically things are going to happen. And the truth is it doesn't. See, the tool does not do the work for you. It is just one part of the process. See, the thing is this. What's most important is what you say before you give them the tool and what you say after the tool. It's how you position the tool. It's the context from which they look at or listen to or try it. So what are we really talking about here? It's selling. See, this over-reliance on third-party tools, this false expectation that they'll just do the work for us, has come at the expense of people actually developing the skill of sales. We do not know how to have a conversation with people to create more value and curiosity for them taking the next step. Think about how many times you've, one of these two things have happened. You shared a tool with somebody, right? Maybe you use a video. You sent the video to them only to have them never watch it. And now you're in this like chasing mode trying to get them to follow up. Yeah, I'll do it. And then they don't do it. Or you send them the tool and then you just never hear from them again. Now, why is that? Well, because there was no value creation in and around the tool. You probably took a totally transactional uh, approach, right? You just thought the tool was going to do the work for you and you didn't really lean into your role and responsibility around the tool. There's a skill for how to introduce people to the tool. There's a skill for what you do and say after they watched it. This is the skill of selling. And what's interesting is this, it's not that most of you you're not recruiting the quote unquote right people because you just don't have the proper skills. It's not that you're not capable. It's just that you haven't been taught to focus in the right place. And the right place is learning how to have a conversation that helps you move someone to the next step. See, with a transformational conversation, what you'll find is a far greater percentage of people will actually watch the video or try the product or whatever your tool is. They will consume it because there'll be some curiosity. They'll be looking at the tool differently. It just won't be like this random thing that, hey, would if I, you know, here's what else we're talking. If I, if I, you know, if I sent you the video, would you watch it? Right? If I, would you, right? Very popular training. And listen, in and of itself, nothing wrong with that. But what we think that if we just use these clever kind of scripts or transitions and we just focus on that, that that's going to be the secret to success. But the problem is this. If you haven't created value on the front end for me understanding, like if you can get me, imagine this. Imagine you had a conversation with me 
where you connected with me on a problem or something that I was struggling with in my life. And you really took the time to understand it. And I felt heard, like you got me. And you positioned as just a possibility, what if you could find a solution for that? And you shared with me something that as I'm watching the video or listening to the tool or whatever it is, I'm thinking in my head, I wonder if this could be the solution to something that is really important in my life. The way that people listen or watch matters. But what I'm trying to get you to understand is some of you have fallen into this trap. You are too reliant on tools and you're not taking enough responsibility in terms of the sales conversation. So that's one of the reasons why I think transformational selling is so important because we teach people how to have those kinds of conversations that increase their effectiveness using tools. It's not that I don't want you to use tools. It's just that you have to use them in the right way. So that's the first question. So the second question is when should I share my I help statement? I want to position this question by having you think of something. Have you ever had someone ask you this dreaded question? And and it's so funny that it's so dreaded because it's like, duh, like we own a business. It's such a basic thing. But have you ever had somebody ask you this question? What do you do for a living? And you just, your heart drops out of absolute fear and anxiety Because all you ever do is just kind of stumble and fumble and bumble your way finding an answer, right? And that that simple question, what do you do, turns into, for so many people in this profession, a five-minute presentation of their products and service and compensation plan. Look, I don't know about you. I used to hate that question because, like, no, I wouldn't, first off, I would never say the same thing twice. I even sometimes in what I do, I, I struggle with it, right? But when I was in network marketing, forget about it. I was like, uh, right? Like, no idea. Never say the same thing. It would never actually feel right. Like, I wouldn't feel connected to it. Like, have you ever been in a conversation where you're saying something to someone and you can clearly see that you are losing them just through their body language as you're talking? That was usually my experience when somebody, like, asked me what I did. And it never created interest, like where they were like, oh, that sounds amazing, right? Because that's what we want. Like, we just want to find a way, like, so desperately to say, here's what I do. And they're like, oh, that sounds interesting. That was never the case. And what was funny was, so when I was building a network marketing business, we used to do these, a lot of these in-person trainings. And one of the things that I would always love to do is I would love to call on people in the audience. And I would love to just ask them that simple question, what do you do? And they would always stand up and they'd be like, well, what do you mean? Like, can you tell me what you do? And they'd be like, well, like right here, right now. I'm like, yeah. And nobody would ever be able to, like they would do the same thing that I always did. Just kind of stumble and bumble and fumble through it. And then we, but we wonder why, why can't we get anybody interested in our business? Why can't we create value? Why aren't people curious? Well, it's because at a basic fundamental level, you don't really have clarity on what that is. You don't sell makeup. You don't sell skincare right? That's not the business that you are in. Your real product or service is not what you think. Your real product or service is the transformation that you can help make in someone else's life. That's what people buy. They don't buy products. They don't buy opportunities. They buy solutions to problems. And this is really one of the fundamental things that transformational selling helps us realize. But inside of the system, we teach a tool. And I would argue it is the most valuable tool in the entire system, and it's what we call the I help statement. 
So I want you to now listen, most of us have been through these kinds of trainings before. Let me just say this, like the, you know, there it's real popular, like what's your niche, right? This is like big, what, what you got to know your niche. Who's your customer avatar? Let me just say this right now. If you've never heard me say this before, I hate those words. Never, ever again, say the word niche. Most of you don't even know how to say it. Don't say customer avatar. Like this is marketing speak that it, it, it creates this barrier from us really connecting to what we're doing because most of us, I know this was the case for me. I'd go through one of those trainings. I'd literally be more confused when I was done than when I started. You want to know what you do? Forget about your niche. Forget about your customer avatar. Think about who do you want to help? Who do you want to help? Who do you want to help with your products? Who do you want to help with your business? You got to get clarity in this area. Imagine this. Imagine being able to have a simple sentence, no more than 25 words. That when somebody said, what do you do? You could say to someone in a totally confident way that feels amazing, that creates an incredible amount of value and curiosity for them taking a look at what you do. That is if they are a potential prospect. But imagine this. Imagine never again having to be afraid of how do I transition into my business, having it always feel salesy or forced or inauthentic. This is what the I help statement does. So I'm going to share some examples in a minute, but what we do is we teach people you have to have one for your products and you have to have one for your business. Some people try to do both, okay? I've never seen one that encompasses both that really hits the mark because it's usually too vague and general. We just use this speak that is like we're taught, you know, create freedom, build the life of their dreams. Like all of that stuff is like, you know, you see it on copy on the website, but it doesn't really connect with people. It doesn't feel like it's something that's approachable or reachable. So the I help statement, here's the framework. I help blank person. So there's a specific person that you're looking to help through your products and or business. Now, most of the time, here's what we find. When it comes to the person you're looking to help through your business, it's you. It's most likely you. But when it comes to your products, it may or may not be you. So for me, I was in a nutritional business. I was my ideal team member, but I was not my ideal customer because I wasn't somebody that had a life-changing experience from the products, but I had a customer of mine that did. They became the basis for my ideal customer. But in transformational selling, we walk you through this really super well-thought-out, detailed process of getting clarity on who those people are. And then we plug it into this simple 25-word 25, 25 or less statement. So I help person who is struggling with blank. There's one problem, primary problem that we choose. Now, doesn't mean that you don't want to help people in other areas. Doesn't mean you can't, but we choose the one thing that we feel more pur most purpose around. Struggling with blank. Find more, have more blank. Transformation. So last episode, I taught you the transformational selling process, or two episodes ago. Where they are and where they want to be. A to B, current state transformation. But that's the simple framework. We literally take all of the work that we do in the transformational selling system. We boil it down into a 25-sentence statement that you can share. And I am telling you right now, the process of going through this to get it down to 25 words or less is one of the most life-changing things you will ever do in your business. Here's the reason why. It creates an emotional connection and a sense of purpose and mission and meaning to the work you do that you've never before experienced. I just, I walked through one of our, 
literally one of our best students, Andrea, who has been incredibly successful in her company. I Just a couple of weeks ago, she and I walked through this process, and it was funny because we're messaging, and she kept sending me like the statement and the revision, and we're going back and forth, and we, find her, we finally got her to a point where it was like edited down enough, and that's, you know, that's the challenging part is really thinking it through in a way that you can edit it down. And at, at the end, we came up, and I, I don't have it. I should have pulled it up, but we came up with something, and she just sent me. She was like, she just like a huge thank you with all these like celebration emojis. And I go, what? She goes, you have no idea what this statement just did for me and my business. Because what it did was it got her to start really start thinking about what she was doing and why she was doing it. And she was somebody that she admittedly, you know, had lost a little bit of that passion and purpose, that vision of where she wanted to go because she had already achieved a lot of what she wanted. She's like, this just this gave me the new mission for what I do. So like no matter where you are in your business, just starting out, no team, top earner, this is one of the most important things you will ever do. Let me share with you just a couple of examples. I literally just went into our Facebook group and I pulled a couple out. I help women in the second act of their lives rediscover themselves, find community and purpose by helping others feel their best. Really good, right? Second one, I help small business owners who have big business legal problems, but not big business money address those issues on their small business budget. Here's uh, here's another one. I help middle-aged women struggling to look and feel their best get fit, have more energy, and feel great about themselves through a healthy life, a healthier lifestyle. So I want you to think about those three statements. I want you to think about, let's just take number two for a second. If you were a small business owner and you were having some sort of legal issues or that was just something that was a concern of yours, for a lot of small business owners, that's a concern, right? They don't have a ton of money, but you know they're sometimes potentially liable for, for big legal things. And if I said to you, what do you do? And you said, well, I help small business owners who have big business legal problems, but not big business money address those issues on a small business budget. If I said that to you, or you said that to me, and I was a small business owner, and that was something either I was struggling with or that was on my mind, you now have my 100% full and undivided attention. And you want to know what the next most natural question is going to be? How do you do that? Listen, when that question comes, the transition into what you do is effortless. There's no, it doesn't feel forced. It is like the most authentic thing you can do. But now what happens? So most of you with a transactional sale, you're pushing people. You're trying to put, and it literally feels like that, doesn't it? It's like, oh, I got to get you to watch the video. I got to get you to do this. It's like pushing, pushing, pushing. With transformational selling, it's pulling. It's like, oh, what? how do you do that? Oh, well, let me show you. Let's go walk alongside with me. Let me show you the next step. Uh, here's our I help statement. We help accidental leaders create hustle-free success and build a life-first business. So just think about that. Some of you just heard that and probably were like, wow, hustle-free success. Life-first business? See, you're going to hear me saying that over and over and over again. And you want to know what's going to happen? Anybody that's out there that's hustling that doesn't want to, their radar is going to be, oh, I need to hear what this guy has to say. How, how do you do that? Well, come into our world. I'll show you. That is the power of the I help statement. And so now here's one of the immediate objections that we get. Well, Bob, I don't want to limit who I help. I want to help everybody. And I'm like, okay, I get it. 
But here's what I want you to recognize. The same person that tells me I want to help everybody, when you look at their business, they're most of the time not helping barely anyone at all. And here's the reason why. When you try to be something to everyone, you wind up being nothing to no one. Because number one, there's no emotional connection to I want to help. I want to just help the world. I want to help everybody. I get it. But the way that you help the world is by getting really specific and clear on what your unique purpose is in your business. See, your your I help statement gives you purpose. It is the mission to the work that you do. And here's the power of this. When you go through this process and you become so emotionally connected, like you're literally looking at sharing your products and business totally different than you never have before. You feel so different. When you start showing up with that level of an emotional connection, you just vibrate differently. You have power. You do a video. You talk to someone. They just sense that there's something different about you. So the delivery of the message is different. But then because you're being more specific, it's easier for the people that are out there like you to find you. You're being way too general trying to help everybody, and it's just white noise because that's all everybody does in this space. But when you get super specific, and that becomes literally the context for everything you do, every piece of content, what you say, what you think, what you feel, people find you. And then as people find you, it leads you to more people. So like you may, you know, like a common thing is we'll hear like, I'm an empty nester. And, but I want to help younger women as well. And I'm like, well, what you don't understand is that if you can get emotionally connected to the message and you can share it in a way that really hits hard with people, it's not that a younger woman that might not listen to that and still say, well, I'm not an empty nester, but I still struggle with all this other stuff. And I really connect with this person because I can see that they believe what they're saying. See, the I help statement helps you to believe what you're saying. Most of you don't believe what you're saying and people sense that. And that's why you can't recruit anybody because there's no passion behind it. You're going through the motions. You're selling transactionally. Look, confidence and authenticity is born out of clarity. Other people's opinions matter less to you when you know what this is. So when do you share it? Whenever you want, anytime you want, everywhere you want. People need to hear you say this over and over and over again. Now, inside of the transformational selling system, we do have a four-part conversation framework. So we literally have a four-part plan, a blueprint for how to have a transformational conversation. And we do show you how to build up to it. But at the end of the day, if all you did was come up with one and started talking, like if you did nothing different, but just started saying that, you would be absolutely blown away at how different people would start to respond to you. So on that, on that note, I mentioned to you a couple of weeks ago, we've got a big announcement coming up about transformational selling. Stay tuned on that. We've actually kind of pivoted in terms of what we are going to do for you. And I'm so excited. You Like, if you've ever been a part of like a challenge of ours in the past, like when you hear what we're going to be doing for transformational selling to help teach it to all of you, you're going to be so excited. So really soon, hopefully next couple of weeks, I'll be able to tell you what that is. But so that's second question. Third question is around daily method of operation, DMO. So as I mentioned earlier, everybody just wants to be told what to do. What, what, just tell me what to do, Bob. Tell me what to do. Tell me how many times I should do it. And listen, there is no shortage of people out there that can provide this with you. When I look at other experts, trainers, they all have their DMO, right? Like the secret to success is you have to do these three or four things this many times a day for this long. And look, it, it's not that that's not good advice on some level because it at least helps you get focused on doing less. 
And if you've been listening to this podcast, you understand the importance of doing less. Most people just try to do too much and they're either inconsistent because it's overwhelming or they just lose focus on the most important thing. So it's not like it's bad, like totally bad advice. But here's where it becomes an issue. To think, like just logically think about this. To think that there could be one answer, like one specific set of actions that could fit every single person's business and that there's a number, a quantity that would make sense for every single person, is it's ridiculous when you think about it because every single person has a different set of goals, a different set of circumstances. It's like you're taking advice from somebody that's just telling you like, this is what you need to do because maybe that's what they did. But what they have no idea is what is your actual definition of success? Like what is your goals? You know, not everybody's goal is the top of the compensation plan. Like this is a, like everybody thinks, well, my goal has to be the top rank. Why? Well, because I was told, well, how does that fit into the kind of life that you want to live? If you, they don't understand your goals, they can't fully give you accurate advice. And the other thing is this, it's like when you're like, give me the DMO. It's like, you're looking for me to fix you. That by the way, is an employee mindset. It's not an entrepreneur mindset. It's thinking like, just tell me what to do. Well, what you're not doing is giving yourself enough credit to be able to go through the process of simplifying and figuring out what actually is the thing you should be doing. So what I say is this, DMOs are very transactional. Think about it like this. It's you believing, right, that there's just a certain number, right? Like if I can just do like, maybe it's talk to 10 people a day or I always cringe when I hear stuff like this, but somebody was like, my upline told me I have to send 25 messages a day. And I'm just like, oh my God, like, can we stop with this already? Like, do you understand if you're telling your team that? Do you understand how much more damage you are doing to somebody than you're helping them to send 25 messages a day? This is said to somebody that's doing nothing right now. But to think that, well, if I just hit that number, that I'll be successful, that is such a transactional mindset. Look, here's the truth. There is no one right set of actions or amount of frequency that's going to work for everyone, right? So the thing that you have to start thinking about is this. What would be right for you? See, in Love, Serve, Grow, we, we teach something called a, a GOA, growth-oriented action. See, when we think of DMOs, they're usually tied to another very common term called IPAs, income-producing activities. You know, just a handful of things. You do it this many times a day, it'll produce income. That is a transactional mindset. It's, it's being attached to the result. It's like, I'm going to do this only because I think it's going to create income. The expectation is it's going to work, and when it doesn't work, we get discouraged and we stop. That's why you're inconsistent. But in Love, Serve, Grow, we teach people how to identify GOAs, growth-oriented actions. See, if you can redefine success from the results to progress and growth, that is the key to making real progress, feeling better, and actually getting the results that you want. Lasting joy and fulfillment and sustainable success comes from progress and growth. And the thing is this, when it comes to like, what are the things that we can do that will help us grow in our business. That may be different for every single one of you. See, the things that make you grow at this specific season of your business may be totally different than me. Now, we could have the exact same rank, the exact same size business, but be called to focus on different things. So I'll give you an example. So maybe for me, maybe for me, Instagram Reels 
is a growth-oriented action. It's something that I know that I need to do. It's something that I believe if I could do it, it would help me find more people to talk to, but I'm fearing it, I'm resisting it. Well, guess what? That's a GOA for me. See, because the secret is this. The things you fear the most are the very actions that if you can do will help you grow the fastest. Right on the other side of your red light story is a GOA. So for me, what I would want to do is really lean into that one specific type of content. Now, that might mean I need to stop doing other things, but guess what? All the things that you're doing are just maintaining the results that you have, which are not good enough. Do less. Focus on the things that scare you, that help you grow, and watch what begins to happen. Now, you may be somebody that you do reels no problem. Like content for you, you don't even have to think about it, but guess what you do struggle with? Actually starting a conversation. Like you just, you're doing, you're posting and praying, just waiting, just waiting for people to come talk to you and it's not happening. But the thought of you actually initiating a conversation is, it just, it's like paralyzing to you. So guess what? Your GOA is not doing a real. Your GOA is actually understanding what you need to do to facilitate and initiate conversations with people. Now, it doesn't mean that you may or may not do real still, but the focus for you is holding yourself accountable to do this other thing. See, it it could be different for anyone. Now, let's take a conversation. So there's different levels to a conversation. You know, a lot of times people will say, well, my GOA is sharing my business with somebody. And I'm like, okay, what are you doing now? They're like, nothing. I'm like, well, if we can think through the different, like if we get really specific, there's a series of things that need to happen between you first saying hello to somebody and actually sharing your business with them. What the mistake a lot of people will make is they'll just focus on that end step and they'll struggle to ever hit it. I go, well, what? let's make this more achievable to you. Let's identify an early step that makes, so how do we know what a GOA is? The minute we think about doing it, we feel afraid. So what if asking problem questions, which is an important part of transformational selling, what if that was your GOA? Or what if just sharing your I help statement was a GOA? See, most of the people in Love, Serve, Grow, that's what I encourage them to do. Share your I help statement or answer problem questions. That's your GOA. Not the sharing of your business, right? Because that comes as a byproduct. Let's focus on something earlier on in the process. Let's make it more doable. Let's make it more achievable. Let's help us grow past that, and then we tackle the next step. See, so at the end of the day, what I'm trying to say is in Love, Serve, Grow, we teach you a framework for doing this, but you're the one that has to make the decisions based off of your unique spot in your business, what this is. And they could change quarter to quarter. So like what we do is we built in a system every 90 days. We help people pause, look at the last 90 days, celebrate their wins, identify where they are, set new goals, identify new GOAs. We just keep them constantly going through this process of progress and growth, progress and growth. And what it does is absolutely incredible. But going back to the original point, DMOs should not be your focus. Thinking that somebody can just give you a set of actions and tell you how many times to do it, that is a very transactional mindset. So I just want you to start thinking differently. You know, you have so much more power than you give yourself credit for. You are capable of, of, of so much more. You, you, you can solve most of your problems. You just have never given yourself enough time or the ability to try to do that. So think about how that might apply to you. But those are the three questions that we got. Thank you to all of you that submitted them. I, this, I thought this was a really good episode. I hope you enjoyed it as well. And if you did like this and you'd like me to do more of these kinds of episodes, please do one of two things. If you're a podcast listener, 
leave me a review with your question and I'll choose some for some future episodes. I love doing these. So if you love them, I'd love to do more of them, but I need more of your questions. And if you're a student of ours or if you're in our free Facebook community, just make sure you're asking questions in the group and I grab them from there pretty regularly. So with that being said, thanks for being here, everybody. I love and appreciate all of you. And I'll see you soon on the next episode. 